Welcome to the LabOp Leaders Series, a showcase of global change agents and experts in healthcare and laboratory management. Here's your host, LabOp Global Founder, Robert Farias. We'd like to welcome Alois Uasa to the podcast. Alois, pleasure to meet you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Robert. How are you? Well, thank you. Uh, so, Alois, let's get started by introducing you to the audience. And as part of that introduction, can you give us a bit of a sense of... Uh, of your academic experiences, your academic background? Okay, thank you, Robert, and thank you very much. It's really my pleasure having this uh, talk with you. As I uh, mentioned, my name is Alois Uresa. I'm currently uh, an intern health laboratory scientist, uh, practicing my internship uh, in a zone referral hospital in Tanzania, in the northern zone of Tanzania, known as Kimanjaro Christian Medical Center. So. Uh, I hold a Bachelor of Science in the area of Health Laboratory Sciences from Kilimanjaro Christian Medical University College. And my academic journey started from when I just decided to join the medical school and where I had a vision of becoming a health practitioner. And I didn't know exactly what I really wanted to be. But later on, when I was doing my applications after high school, I found out that there were chances of becoming a uh, uh, physiotherapist, chances of becoming a pharmacist, chances of becoming a health laboratory scientist, and medical doctors and many other fields in science. And finally, it was uh, not my choice, but I found myself into health laboratory sciences. And with time uh, in studying uh, at the university college, I brought in my interest, interest into the areas of public health after I started learning on uh, different challenges at the community level. So I've been advancing myself into that area of uh, public health and uh, laboratory sciences as well, uh, which is uh, an area I believe I can do a lot more to helping the communities. Great, so let's, let's, let's go back to your decision to think about health sciences to begin with. What was sort of the trigger to, to make you think about going down that path? Uh, thinking about going to public health? No, about health sciences in general. So, uh, were you originally thinking about becoming a doctor? Uh, what was your What was your vision at least at that time? Okay, in Tanzania, most of the, uh, of us, when we are in high school, especially when we are taking up uh, science subjects like uh, physics, chemistry, and biology, a combination known as PCB, most of us do think of becoming medical doctors, and that's like any other young person in Tanzania. I could always think of becoming a medical doctor. Uh, but uh, when we come to the issue of applying for uh, higher learning, that is the university or college, uh, it's uh, quietly very competitive. And uh, like any other person, I was also into that competition. And a lot of uh, different challenges happened. And uh, I had no choice uh, than just going to a course that I was selected to, and that was health laboratory sciences. And I was actually, that was not actually my primary choice, but uh, with challenges and with the competition, I had to go. And uh, after going to, after I joined the university, uh, having no interest what I went to, I had, uh, because I was compelled to study, then I had to, to find out my interests. And through my studies, I, I learned something about public health during my sessions on uh, a subject known as uh, health development uh, or development studies. 
and through that I started learning about health systems, I started learning about uh, building blocks of healthcare systems, and I got much interest into that subject, and my teacher became my mentor. And uh, that's how I started uh, building up passion in the areas of public, uh, public health. And uh, when I was still a university student, I got this opportunity to, to attend a training in Addis Ababa, uh, which was on health system strengthening and advocacy. And through that training, I met a lot of other people and I got more people to mentor me through that journey. And uh, having such mentors connected me to a lot of opportunities around public health. Uh, which has exposed me to a lot of opportunities up to, the, uh, to this moment. And that's why I still become more passionate in the areas of public health and health system strengthening. Yeah. Great. And um, so about that uh, training opportunity that you had in Addis Ababa, can you give us a bit more context around that? So who was putting that event? How did you get from Tanzania to, to Addis? Was it funded by someone? Was it part of a scholarship program? How did that take place? Yeah, okay. I had a friend uh, at college, uh, a colleague whom we used to start together. And I used to, many times when we were making stories and or when we were having discussions about uh, different subjects or when we were left with quizzes from teachers. And my friend used to uh, trying to uh, like persuade me a lot to remain in the area of laboratory sciences because I was thinking of shifting earlier. But she, uh, he used to try to encourage me to keep on. and. With time, he started to understand my passion and uh, after seeing me going to a lot of uh, community engagements and trying to write up some proposals, some community development uh, projects, proposing uh, uh, proposing different projects in the areas of health. Then one day he had this link of uh, training and he shared with me, it was about deadline. And he encouraged me like, hello, he stuck up that. And I tried really to apply for that application it was organized by Action for Global Health and in partnership with Results UK and Health Promotion Tanzania with other partners like Waki Health. And I tried to go for it. And after a few weeks, I got uh, an email like, uh, congratulations, you're selected for the training. And I went, for, uh, it was first, uh, first phase of selection. Then I went for it, uh, an interview in the restaurant. And fortunately, after the, the, the interview, uh, I was sent again a successful email that I was selected among uh, 25 youth leaders uh, from Africa, from three countries in Africa to go for a training in Addis. And they fully funded the training, accommodation, uh, transport and everything. And when we reached uh, in Addis, we had a lot of uh, experts for training. They trained us uh, with their experiences and with different areas of expertise. And it was really inspiring and encouraging and giving out for me uh, a bigger way to go through uh, my passion. Great, that's great. That's great that that opportunity was there. So uh, upon completion of your degree, Alois, can you uh, explain to us sort of the next steps in your in your journey, or at least the journey that you followed up to now? Mm, okay, uh, I guess after the training from Addis Ababa, I came back and uh, I was already a member of different uh, community groups. Among them was the Rotary Club, which is a part of Rotary International. And I started uh, building up more programs and I built up more my uh, my interest in the fight against malaria, which I learned more from also doing research on it as one of uh, as part of my undergraduate studies, where I did a research uh, around uh, Plasmodium falciparum, which is uh, uh, more prominent in Africa and more especially in Sub-Saharan Africa. 
And that's uh, made me understand more on the burden of malaria. And I've also been seeing a lot of young people when I travel to, especially the, uh, the southern parts of Tanzania, I've see, been seeing a lot of young people uh, suffering and dying of malaria. So I built up this interest uh, around malaria and I started doing community projects around Mal in malaria. And I've done about four bigger projects uh, with Rotary International. But through this passion, I also got uh, opportunities to work on consultations to build up uh, strategies for malaria with uh, different African organizations, Africa-based organizations. And one of the organizations that I got uh, to interact with was African Leaders Malaria Alliance, who uh, later on uh, selected me to, uh, into the uh, their Youth Advisory Council, which I'm working on up to this moment. But uh, that was still, I was still uh, at college in my final year. And uh, upon completion, I studied, because I've really been facing a lot of uh, financial constraints during my studies, uh, due to the cap uh, incapability of my parents uh, to pay my fees and accommodate uh, my needs, then I had to think uh, broadly, uh, apart from volunteering and doing these community services, that I should also build myself because uh, you can not really be an effective uh, contributor to community services if you yourself were not uh, able to do so. So building up my strength uh, before when I was in exams, my final exams for at the university, I had this thought crossed in my mind like I can do business and I have this passion with entrepreneurship and I've been a minister of entrepreneurship at college. So to demonstrate these skills, which I've been using to inspire others as a minister of uh, entrepreneurship and innovation, then I should also try to uh, to practice entrepreneurship. And as I practice entrepreneurship, perhaps uh, innovations will come through because I have to evolve and grow in business. So I had an idea of doing a medical equipment business, as a supply business in Tanzania. And I started the process when I was still uh, in the mid of my final examinations at the, uh, at the university. And immediately after I graduate, uh, not even before graduating, immediately after finishing the university exams, I started to build small uh, business around medical equipment, which I'm still working on, along with my internship. So yeah, that's all. Very, very productive on your part, Lois, and very, uh, and very commendable to take the, the, the venture as well to, to see how that, how that can help you support yourself as you, uh, as you help to support others through your volunteer work. So let's discuss mm -hmm. your your role with Alma a little bit, please. It's actually how yes, I came so to we... know about you as well, and and how uh, how I've seen uh, as as hope I hope others have also seen many of the the good works that Alma's that Alma has done. But if you can please uh, if you can please share your story with Alma, how you got involved and what you currently do there. Okay, thank you, Robert. Uh, Alma uh, is uh, an abbreviation of African Leaders Malaria Alliance, and it's a coalition of fifty five heads of state uh, from the African wow. Union who are, who are committed to ending malaria in their states. And uh, with the current chairperson, His Excellency President Uhuru Kenyatta, he set the four legacy agenda. And one of the agenda was uh, youth engagement through building uh, youth malaria youth armies in each country to champion for malaria elimination and uh, promoting universal health coverage. Uh, as a way to leverage uh, the fight against malaria and promotion of universal health coverage uh, across the African Union member states. So with the fourth Lagos agenda of His Excellency President Uhuru Kenyatta on setting up youth armies, ALMA uh, Youth Task Force had to 
to set up a youth advisory council to uh, to provide strategic guidance to this uh, to establishment of the youth armies. And I was glad to be part of the selected uh, 11 uh, youth uh, youth advisory council members across the African continent and diaspora, where I was chosen as part of uh, from the East African region uh, of uh, the African Union. And we also had some others from Western and Southern parts of uh, Africa, as well as Central Africa, and the diaspora representatives. From that team, uh, we had to have leadership in order to guide our activities and uh, uh, our roles uh, with ALMA, that is to advise ALMA on the areas of youth engagement, advise the member states on setting up and uh, and running the youth armies, but also providing strategic guidance to these young people on how to go through the, uh, the role of ending malaria in their settings, as well as at continental level. So the, in the leadership team, I, the, the team has uh, selected me or elected me as their chairperson, and that's the role I'm doing currently. That is to chair for the uh, African Leaders Malaria Alliance Youth Advisor Council. And my major role is just to coordinate the activities of the team and uh, Yes, uh, to uh, like to advocate for meaningful youth engagement in the area of fighting against malaria and uh, promotion of universal health coverage in the African continent. That's great, Tomas. And so maybe you can help the audience by explaining a little bit more of the accomplishments of Alma and what Alma has sort of been uh, been making happen over this past while as they've been they've been uh, in existence. Okay, for uh, Alma has been established since the year 2009 uh, with from the as a, one of the deliberations from the African Union heads of states, and it has been doing quietly a lot around the scorecard and uh, with many other objectives. But in my capacity, I can only speak of uh, my role, uh, my achievements in my role as a chairperson of the Youth Advisory Council and my team. Uh, we are for about a year, we have achieved quietly a lot of things in the area of youth engagement. And this can be seen in our website, in the ALMA website, the Squawkard Hub Youth Engagement site. A lot we have highlighted there. And one of the things was to having a lot of inter, some intergenerational dialogues, intergenerational dialogues with uh, high level leaders uh, to uh, raise up our voices to call for political will to end malaria but also our engagement in uh, different events at national, regional, and continental level, as well as, as global level. Where we, have, uh, we had our members representing the voices of young people across the continent in these uh, strategic events, which are good platforms for advocacy. And uh, we have not only been championing for malaria elimination and universal health coverage alone, but uh, as we do that, we are also championing for uh, building up or strengthening up the skills for young people and engagement, but also opening up opportunities for this uh, employability skills to young people. And we have had uh, a call for application where young people have been training, trained on areas of innovation and uh, system thinking. And we trained about 120 young people from the Africa, uh, different African countries. Uh, these young people had to present had presented their different innovations and they, they went through about three days training and they also gave testimonies on the on how they are utilizing these skills to 
uh, contribute for their community uh, development and also uh, incorporating these innovative approaches and ideas to fighting malaria. But again, we have had trainings for the youth champions where we had a call for application for young people to join us as uh, malaria and UHC youth, youth champions. And we have uh, young people from of about uh, actually 38 countries, uh, Africa countries, and about more than 2,000 young people have been trained in the areas of how to utilize this data on the scorecard. And this uh, builds capacity for young people to understand and have informed uh, informed action in the fight against malaria because we know the importance of data in advocacy. As we are calling them to become champions, they really have to be equipped with knowledge. So training them in the area of utilizing the scorecard, which is a, a tool we have which uh, has from continental to local data on malaria. So these same people now have access to their platforms and uh, they can better understand malaria data. But understanding malaria data also opens up their minds to understanding other health-related data. But also they are trained on the areas of communication, which is very important uh, key towards uh, uh, achieving sustainable development goals uh, because uh, without proper communication then these young people can hardly access uh, major and minor opportunities in their different settings so we are equipping them with community we are we equip them when we are still training and build and strengthening up these trainings for them to be better communicators for action but also yeah we have achieved to have more of a calls for action to our country leaders. We have been uh, having uh, conversations through letters, through emails and through uh, meetings like myself when I went to the African Union Summit where I met several decision makers like the Vice President of Tanzania, whom we had a conversation and uh, I also shared, I briefed him on how young people can take action. And this suggests uh, like doors to opening opportunities for young people and trust, uh, more trust for more leaders as well as political will to engage young people. That's that's great, Bryce. That's, uh, that's certainly a lot of different accomplishments and a lot of activity uh, that has helped promote capabilities amongst the youth, which certainly will have an impact uh, for years to come. Mm-hmm. So, Lois, you went through the the medical lab uh, medical lab sciences degree, medical lab technology degree, and um, you it wasn't your first choice. But what were your your senses of uh, both the benefits of that degree and also some of the things that could have been improved in that degree. So not to comment specifically about, you know, whether a certain professor was good or not, but in terms of the subjects that were covered in, cur- in terms of its ability to prepare you for your internship or to prepare you for future uh, activity in the field, uh, what, are, what are your senses about the program? Yeah, well, I can now say, as, you, as I just mentioned earlier, that it wasn't my first choice, but I ended up... Uh, having my interest, uh, interest from doing uh, health laboratory science, sciences, and I'm currently use, utilizing a lot of skills from this to in my internship as well as in my community activities. Uh, one of the things I could like, uh, I really appreciate is the, the strength of the curricul- training curriculums, that uh, if it could be even more strengthened, then it could open up more opportunities for young people going through this course. Uh, to the world because the world needs more than just having the skills to do uh, bench works on in labor in the labs, but we need more scientists also to tackle uh, the really problems in the society. Like uh, myself, I did uh, my research. Uh, I engaged on a study in, around malaria. I 
got to understand a lot of things uh, through reading when I was trying to do literature review and uh, uh, writing up the proposal, coming to the uh, really field work, and I did my work in the lab, uh, molecular, in the molecular lab. I again, uh, going through the process of writing the report, it was a process which needs a lot of concentration, a lot of reflections, a lot, a lot of thoughts. So this uh, strengthened me more and opened up more uh, my eyes to more to focus on more problems to solve in the community. And I think that made me what I am currently doing. It made me stronger to what I'm even currently doing. So what I would encourage that uh, the way I was trained could be even more more strengthened to get more young people interested in the areas of research who could utilize these skills from lab science to solving really community problems and not just uh, doing only the routine works in the hospitals. Yes, we do save the patients by doing that, but we need to go deeper into understanding the root causes of these uh, troubles that brings people to the hospital. So we need more scientists graduating from uh, from bachelors of uh, health laboratory sciences uh, engaging into community problem solving. We need them to be truly equipped with these skills. If uh, even they could have more uh, more of field activities to go to the communities, trying to pick problems and trying to propose solutions, then could really make great researchers and great problem solvers for our communities. That's uh, my quick point uh, from what I really understood and what I feel like I was empowered on. That's great advice. And so, so at this stage now, I'd like to ask you for advice that you would have for people who are just starting the program or who are considering entering into medical lab science degrees. Um, what is your opinion? What are your thoughts on, on things they should take advantage of or, or ways they should approach it uh, to get the most out of the, uh, out of the learning opportunity? Okay. One thing is they should understand laboratory sciences is one of the very noble and very important and very needed cause in the area of healthcare because uh, it's from the lab where a lot of decisions are being made. Over 75% of uh, clinical decisions are depending on what the lab is doing. So if uh, one is considering to join the medical laboratory field, then should be ready to be ethical enough, to be professional enough, to be competent enough, and to be committed enough to, uh, to responding and providing uh, into these uh, clinical decisions, which are very, critical to human's life. And uh, as we understand, uh, one of the human rights is the right to life. So we have the chance to decide either to break, uh, to break down this human right of living or to make it even more, more stronger, this right, because we have chances to give out uh, about say, over 75% of the clinical decisions. So when, you're, uh, when one is choosing to join medical laboratory science, must understand that He's choosing a chance to serve, and uh, as a Christian, I can say, to serve with God, uh, because he's meant to serve what God already created and what God wants. So must be passionate enough to do this, and uh, must take advantage of uh, that chance of solving uh, the problems by becoming knowledgeable enough and uh, investing enough into gaining uh, relevant skills, but understanding the problems of the world. When it just uh, like in the first uh, one is in the first year of studies, should try to explore beyond. If you are you are, you are uh, doing something, uh, for instance, you're being taught about uh, biochemistry. You've learned the normal ranges and the abnormal ranges. 
if you take a, one should take up advantage during their fields to understand why do people develop these uh, abnormal abnormal uh, uh, abnormal quantities or uh, qualities uh, of or maybe electrolytes or whatever hormones in their bodies uh, imbalances and so on why do people develop this where does this come from and uh, into the scientific uh, approaches what should we do in order for people to change so that we can add more life, more value to life so i could advise them to take more advantage that they're learning the they're going to learn very vital things very important things very needed things and uh, uh, things of life uh, so they should really invest in knowledge and invest in uh, ethics and professionalism so that they can tap into in they can tap in the opportunities of solving these problems which could even be a reason for them to grow better into their other visions so before joining medical laboratory sciences you must be ready to be a servant but also to be a committed person and to be a knowledgeable person thank you for that advice and i guess also i'd like to ask at this time any suggestions you have for people in terms of volunteering experience they should look for um, either during or immediately post your study. So obviously your your current experiences have uh, have provided a great a great amount of additional knowledge and experiences to you. Um, what are your thoughts around uh, around medical lab science students looking for and trying to find some voluntary experience in their in their in their surroundings? Okay, one thing that uh, thank you, Robert, for that question. It's really an important question, and uh, volunteering is another <clears throat> very good. Um, like approach towards building up uh, professionalism and also building up ability to to solve problems. And uh, one thing that uh, most of our students uh, forget, that myself as a student, is that uh, when you're a student, you have enough time. You have a lot of time, and because uh, it's only when you're a student you have uh, holidays or whatever and whatever a lot of time you have times to interact with many people than at work. When you go to work, it's different. For instance, you're going to the hospital, you're going to interact maybe with patients whom you're not going to have professional discussions. You're not going to have uh, discussions about uh, different things happening in the community. It's uh, a very minor chance to have uh, such conversations with, with patients. So they should take up these opportunities to learn from each other and to learn about the opportunities happening in the, in the community. It's when you're a student, uh, it's uh, very possible for many organizations to accept you as a volunteer because they know you have no much competing interests with them, different from uh, when an expert wants to volunteer with them. As an organization, for instance, which, which is dealing with, uh, uh, with critical data or vital data for research and whatever, uh, they will be more curious to, uh, for when they see a professional trying to volunteer with them. Then when they see a student coming to them, they'll just consider that this student is coming to learn. So a student should take that opportunity of being trusted and easily welcomed to, uh, to volunteer or learn from the organization. And they shouldn't care much about uh, gaining uh, financial outcomes from them. Rather, they should uh, aim at building the network, uh, building their skills and earning uh, different things from these people. And this will really help them to even to decide on what they want because uh, you'll not know what you want unless you have you have seen different things so you cannot just say i wouldn't say that i want to be a public health practitioner if i never went through different things and saw public health in it so going through volunteerism is an opportunity to see a lot of things it's an opportunity to settle and make a decision 
it's an opportunity to understand how working environments are really like and uh, when you have graduated you it's an it becomes again an, an opportunity for you to know where you can go and you can easily search and apply for what you want and you already know like what this organization wants and when you are you want to go for it what you have to tell them in order for them to to be compelled to accept you so uh, volunteerism is not just for financial gain but it's an opportunity to build up the skills build the networks and understand the markets very good advice thank you Lois. and so um Lois, at this time i'd like to offer you the same opportunity we offer everyone else which is um, a chance to to say thank you or to recognize certain mentors or people who have helped uh, support you along the way uh, i understand you're very early in your career and there'll be many more people that, that come into pass and, and have an impact on the rest of your career uh, but at this early stage uh, anyone you'd like to, to point out and, uh, and and give thanks to yeah there are so many people i really have to thank one of them is uh, my college kimanjaro Faith american university college uh, that's the college which accepted me to pursue my studies but it's the college which provided me with uh, all the important resources i needed to build up my career but so, so a college which opened me to leadership it's a college which opened me to community activities but also to write mentors it's a through studying there where I got to be, I got connected to a lot of professionals, including my, my lecturers, professors, tutors, even visiting friends, visiting and some exchange programs within the college and in the communities, as well as during my field works. Also a research supervisor. And those are people I can really thank. But another group of people, let me thank them in groups, is the, the my trainers and mentors during the Youth Leaders for Health program, which uh, where I was trained on health system strengthening and advocacy. This has really been a profitable and a very strong uh, journey to me. They have men they mentored me well. They exposed me to different places. Like just having a training outside Tanzania was a, a milestone uh, uh, milestone uh, achievement to myself because it also connected me to more people apart from the people I went with during the training and apart from the people we met during the training, but also opened me up to broadly to the area of public health. But another group of people I would thank is my parents and friends who are always encouraging me to do what I'm doing, but also yourself, Robert, for hosting me into this, sharing my experience. But my colleagues, uh, students, would invite me to speak with them during the events like the MedLab Combo, Nimelasa, Tamelasa, and many other colleagues that I work with. Uh, so the leadership of Alma, who provides all the resources and uh, a platform for me to exercise my leadership as well as skills uh, to solve community problems. Thank you for that, Lois. Just uh, you, you don't need to thank me. I sought you out because all the good work you were doing and what I could see from what you were accomplishing. So uh, certainly no reason to thank me. But I appreciate your time, uh, Alois. It's been great to have you. And I, and I appreciate all the, the messages that you're sharing today uh, and hope that, uh, that it will help somebody out there in terms of their journey and, uh, and give them some guidance and some assistance uh, along their path. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Robert. And I wish you a good time. Looking forward for more conversations towards uh, building up more young professionals. Thank you.
To make a suggestion of someone that would make a great guest or topic you would like to hear more about, please visit us at labop.org. That's L-A-B-O-P-P dot org. Thank you.